Well, hello and welcome to the Movie Paradise. I am your host, Nathaniel Molnar, and this is our spoiler discussion for the new MCU film, Avengers Endgame. Uh, and I am not alone today in talking all open spoilers about Avengers Endgame. Uh, I am joined today with me is Nick Elliott. Hello. And Matt Smith. Hello. So, we did an Infinity War discussion about a year ago. A year ago. Um, We did an Infinity War discussion, (laughs) and now we're back here discussing Avengers Endgame. This is full open spoilers. We are talking about this film as if you watched it with us. So if you have not seen Avengers Endgame, do not watch this video. You can go check out my spoiler-free review, which is up on the channel, uh, if you have not seen the movie. So this is... I have to make it abundantly clear, because I'm sure even though I'm saying all this, there's going to be someone, You said this! There's spoilers in this! Spoiler discussion. All spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, just get out of here. What are you doing? Go well, out. Iron Man's Something. fucking dead. Well, yeah. <laughs> you had your chance. We warned you. We warned you. Iron Man's dead. Thanos dies twice. Yep. So, uh, let's just go around quick first before we get into the discussion. I want to hear, what are your impressions of the movie? Like, what did you guys think? Uh, Matt, if you want to start. Dude, how do I put it into words? It, <laughs> not, it was good. It was a lot more... I was expecting it to just be, like, three hours of just, like, like you know, ripping out your heart drama. But it was really fun. It was, like, yeah. really... It, it, was, it was really funny. It was really this, like... There, it was pretty balanced for what I was expecting it to be. I was only, you know, crying through half the movie. <laughs> not the not the full three hours, just uh, an hour and a half. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Had to have an IV put in afterwards because I was so dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had, did you guys have game plans for how you are going to make it through the full three hours? Go. Just yep. go. I, I took a drink in with me, but really, no bad That is a bold move. See, I stopped all liquids two hours before the movie. <laughs> I, I just, I, I drank a water bottle at 4.15. I was like, okay, I'm done. No more liquids. And then I went in at 6.15. I still had to go pee. Uh, half, like, about maybe an hour into wow. the movie. Thanks, thanks for sharing. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. But, uh, I, need that. No, I just went early in the morning. It was fun. <laughs> Nick, what are your thoughts on the movie? I loved it. I thought it was a very different movie, and I thought mm. that was a good thing. It For me, it was a lot more character driven it wasn't as action intensive and i really liked that i think um i think the end battle kind of makes up for that there's Mm. there's enough there to keep you going and it it builds anticipation for that um but yeah i think this was a remarkable send-off to the past what is it 11 years now yeah 11 years i think this was the 22nd film i think so yeah so so. been a while. Yeah, here's a 20 more, am I right? Yeah. Hey. Hopefully. My first impressions, Endgame, I really like this movie a lot. I liked it a lot, a lot, a lot. Um four lots. I, yeah, lots of lots. I liked it a lot. Um, We're at seven now. I loved the whole, I think each act of the movie, each part, because it kind of mm-hmm. has three distinct parts. Yeah. You have the repercussions mm-hmm. of the snap for about an hour. Then you have all the time travel stuff, yep. and then you have really the climatic battle. And I think while some parts were stronger than others and all that, mm-hmm. I think overall I really like the story that they were telling. After seeing Infinity War, 
you know, you have such a huge thing of half of all living things, creatures in the universe, completely just disappearing. You want to see what happens immediately after that. You want to see the repercussions, and I think they handled that in a really mature way. Um, they, there's a, especially in that first hour, you have a lot of smaller character moments, mm. uh, lots of just dialogue scenes, characters, especially that scene where Black Widow is, she was making the peanut butter sandwich and Cap walks in, mm. and she's just like, and even before then when she's talking to War Machine, and you could tell she's doing everything in her power to just keep it in, and then she breaks, and then Captain America... There's so many great little moments like that, and those moments are earned because we've spent all this time, 22 movies, 11 years with these characters, uh, that we understand them now. We have kind of like an inherent understanding of who they are. And so seeing how each of them reacts to something as monumental as what happens when the hero loses Mm. on this scale, I love that. And then going into the time travel... I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but I overall, I do really like this movie. I like the decisions they made. I like the story that they told. Uh, they're bold decisions, bold choices to make for a big film like this. You mean really bold like as in Thanos getting decapitated within like the first 10 minutes or something? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bold. That was pretty bold. <laughs> that did catch me off guard. Yeah, I was yeah. genuinely like, okay, I know nothing anymore. Well, movie's over. Okay, let's go <laughs> home. Was, they, guys, they won. Let's go home. When he was decapitated, that was the second that I realized, okay, now the story is time travel. Yeah. Because we didn't know that, and then as soon as I saw that, I was like, all right, I've seen trailers and marketing with Thanos in it. He just got decapitated. I think Thanos is, I, I think they're Dude, doing it was time a travel. fake Thanos all along. And there you go. It was just a puppet, you know? It's now, <clears throat> talking about the time travel, um, so I had been, for a while, I had been saying, guys... It's not going to be time travel. There's not going to be time travel in Avengers 4. Uh, all the theories of time travel came from just a couple of set pictures of Chris Evans wearing the, fir- the, the Captain America costume mm-hmm. for the first Avengers movie. Had Ant-Man and had Tony Stark. Looked like they were standing in some New York uh, rubble. Everyone's like, oh, it's time travel. I was like, guys, guys, guys. Listen to me. I have all the answers. Listen to Mr. Movie Paradise. I have the answers. It's not going to be time travel. That would be ludicrous. It's not going to be time travel. It's coming. It's, it's, don't worry. It's not going to be time travel. Sing in the theater. Well, God damn it. It is time travel. And Quantum realm travel. See, yeah. So technically, I guess technically I could say I was right. Yeah. It's no, not like, not, not time no. stone time, you know, no. travel. I, no, I, I was wrong on that. But here's the thing. I never really liked the idea of time travel because I thought, it, the before I saw it in action, I just always thought of it like, if they just do time travel to undo the snap, hmm. that feels like a cop-out to me. Hmm. That just feels, oh, let's do time travel to undo everything. But they did it in a way, one, I loved them going back and going to all the different events of the yeah. first ones. Going to, who would have thought that Thor The Dark World was going to become an, a <laughs> huge, important movie in the MCU? Well, you got you have to have seen that yeah. one, but um, I liked how they did it because mm-hmm. it wasn't. I liked it, it was a very specific difference that they made. It wasn't we go back in time to undo the snap. It was we go back in time to get the stones yeah. so that we can bring everyone back in the present. And I think that little while may seem like an insignificant technicality, 
I think that was really that helped me stomach it better. Yeah. And I loved it was entertaining. I loved seeing how that played out. I think time travel's tricky because invariably you have to you have to explain it. You have to explain mm-hmm. at least on some level how it works. Yeah. And they tried that, and and I think it's a difficult thing to do. I think they did as best as they could. Mm-hmm. I know there are some people out there who are kind of nitpicky, want to know the specifics of, oh, well, if they time-traveled and this happened, then this shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm generally a pretty simple guy when it comes to movies. <laughs> if I'm entertained, it's a good movie. But, yeah. um, it, I think they explained it the best they could, and I think... It works. I mm-hmm. I couldn't see how the movie could have gone without time travel. Mm-hmm. I was of the mind that it was always going to be time travel, but um, I don't know. I think I think it worked as best as it could have. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the best thing they did was to be was every time someone made a reference to some other time travel movie, they're like, "No, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's not how it works. This is how it actually works." And like, and then they're like, "Oh, well, after that, everything gets put back exactly where it found it, so it's like nothing actually happened." So, Back to the Future is a bunch of bullshit. That yeah. was a great line. I love that line. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, and they they set up their time travel differently from a lot of movies, as you're alluding to. Uh, I think that was really smart mm. um, because it wasn't because things could have gotten really messy really easily yeah. if. We affect the past that changes the present, but they did it in such a way yeah. that we affect the past that stays in the past that 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 stays in the past that doesn't affect our present. Mm. And I thought that was a way to kind of keep it simpler, keep it cleaner, uh, and it also allowed for a lot of things to happen in previous movies. Like we see the fight between the two Captain Americas. Yeah, we see a lot of things happening. That obviously didn't happen in the other movie. Couldn't happen in the other movies. And it gave this movie the freedom to be able to show these things without completely fucking up all the timelines. Yeah, yeah the whole thing with the Sorceress Supreme and Thor. Not Thor. Hulk. Yeah. We talked about the time, so that was really cool. Yeah. I really liked uh, Doctor Strange. I think it's one of my favorites. So I was really happy to see that. Mm-hmm. And like the moment when she was like, well, she wasn't going to do it until she was like, then why Strange give it to him? I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's all you needed to say. Yeah. Now I'm totally on board. Yeah. And then they work that out. Especially when she hit him and then like Mark Ruffalo just came out of mm. I loved what they did with Hulk in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. I it to me, Hulk works best when he's Hulk, when there mm. is that divide. Yeah. Um they they did give a few lines explaining it and it makes sense to me. And I know it has its roots in the comics and all yeah. that stuff. And I think it was done very well. Um, I don't know. I, it works. I would have preferred to see regular Hulk. But again, I don't know how that would have worked in the movie. Yeah. It's it's necessary. So Yeah. I, and I, can, I completely understand. I can see that because, I mean, I love raging Hulk monsters yeah, as much as yeah. anyone else. But I guess where it comes down to for me is that I love Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. And what I love is that... As we've seen from the first Avengers movie on, is mm. that they've slowly and gradually been putting more and more Mark Ruffalo into the Hulk. Yeah. And I think this felt to me like the next natural step yeah. so, of now, okay, now this is Mar- really Mark Ruffalo kind of taking on this character and making it his. Yeah. And on that level, I really liked it. Even though, yeah, I would have loved to have seen Hulk like going after everybody and like yeah. really you know, hulked up action. But I also liked that 
we have a different take on Hulk in that he, like, I think at one point he even says, like, referring to Hulk smashing stuff. Oh, that seems a little gratuitous. Yeah. Like, oh, I, right. I like kind of a pacifist Hulk. I think yeah. that's really interesting. So while I can understand it might, for a lot of people, and to myself to a degree, like, it feels like something was missing, especially since, and this was an issue of mine with the movie, was that last movie with Infinity War, mm-hmm. it seemed like they were setting up a story arc for Hulk. In mm. he so Hulk won't come out. Hulk is terrified of mm. Thanos, and now there's this war between Hulk and Banner, and it feels like that it was weird to have that resolved off camera. Like it, it kind of tied itself up too yeah. quickly. I, though I feel there's a five year time skip, and mm. we don't see a lot from that. And it's a three hour long movie. I yeah. feel like it would also kind of be building to cluttered if we individually resolved everyone's story arcs on camera. So while I absolutely agree, uh, in a perfect world, we would have seen more of that. Um, It's it's a long movie, and there's a lot to come. I could have lasted another four hours in that. I could have lasted another hour in that theater if they wanted to do more. I I feel like when you have a three-hour movie, like, like what what have you already cut out to get down to three hours? Yeah. Like, there was... I mean, I, I didn't even... I didn't even consider that i was just like oh okay this he's he's there now i really liked hulk in it i liked when he went back in time and he saw his old like you know yeah hulk from a few years ago <laughs> yeah I was just like ashamed of it yeah. and then when he like half half ass like yeah. effortlessly uh, like destroys uh, a car yeah. like he doesn't even care but he still did yeah. i think he like kicked a, a scooter or something my yeah. favorite part of that is he hits the car but he doesn't hit it super hard but then his hand still hurts. Like, he has to shake it off. Like, you can tell he's a bit rusty. <laughs> like, I, I love that. And I, 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 that kind of plays into the idea of pacifist Hulk, mm-hmm. which I think it's just, that's an interesting concept to me. Um, and so, yeah, it felt a little bit, and I understand, it is a three-hour movie. There's so much going on. You can't pay attention to every little detail. Mm-hmm. It did feel, on one level, it felt a little bit anticlimactic to set up what seemed like could be a further storyline and character arc, and then immediately resolve it off camera. But at the same time, I love what they did with Hulk in this movie. Yeah. And there's so many other things that they had to do and show us that I was fine with it. Yeah. Um, speaking of interesting character arcs, Thor, they do some really interesting things with Thor in this movie. Yeah. Um... Plays Fortnite. <laughs> he does Nude Master 69! Uh, I am the god of yeah, thunder! Yeah, I'm a, I groaned a little bit. I was like... So that really dates this movie. My thing with that is, I like the concept. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of it. Uh, I don't really like how it was executed. Um, don't get me wrong, Chris Hemsworth is an amazing actor, and mm-hmm. I think he did phenomenal. Um, it it seemed to me like it was played off for laughs more than it should have been. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they were going a really you know kind of severe arc with Thor, and and the feelings of like regret and almost trauma that he has Mm -hmm. and it feels like that was kind of played as a joke more than i think it should have been Mm -hmm. i think if they were going to go that route they should have maybe gone a little bit deeper with it you know i I think like the weight gain and stuff like all that again totally fine with it but his weight was more played off as a joke more than i think it should have been but see i i agree with you there but i do think the character's I think they might have made one or two more jokes than they needed to. Yeah. But when you look at the characters who made the jokes, that fits with their character. Like yeah. Rocket yeah. making a joke about yeah, that. Yeah, sure. That's consistent with Rocket's uh, 
who Rocket is. Yeah. I think Iron Man made a joke. That's consistent. Don, I, we haven't seen Don Cheadle or as War Machine make too many jokes. So when yeah. he did the Cheese Whiz line, I was like, eh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, but I do love the direction they went in. And oh, I yeah. just love that his physical appearance kind of took on where he was at emotionally. Yeah. And I loved how defeated he became. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it, it, was, it worked for me on mm. that level. I agree. A couple jokes too many, like... All right, we get it. He's fat. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think for what his character was, especially when he has a scene where he's talking to his mom. Yeah. Like, yeah. it all works so well. And when he gets the hammer, hmm. uh, Mjolnir, uh, he gets it in the Thor to Dark World timeline, and he goes, I guess I am still worthy. Yeah. That was that was a great moment. Yeah. That was a great moment. I like, like, the sudden, like, realization, like, oh, my hammer's still here. Let me go grab that while I'm here. <laughs> yeah. It seemed no, like an after no longer destroyed. Yeah. That, that to me, kind of seems like another demonstration of his growth. Like, mm. before, his hammer was his everything. And so now that he's back in the past, it almost seems like an afterthought. Like, oh, wait, maybe my hammer's still here. Yeah. And he, and he <laughs> goes for it. So I thought that was, I hey. thought that was nice. Yeah. yeah. And there, like, that whole second act of the movie, there were... So many great other character moments. Like, the first act is full of great character moments. But this is also great. We have, simultaneously, we have Tony Stark talking to his dad. Yeah. We have Cap talking with... Or, not talking, but looking and seeing Peggy, which sets up what happens later in the Mm. movie. Uh, We have... um, Oh, uh, Thor with his mom. Like, we have a lot of these great moments that really feel like they're kind of closing off uh, chapters of these characters' Mm. lives. And I think really, this is a movie about figuring out and learning how to move on Hmm. from people. Yeah. And I think that's a consistent theme throughout this movie is being able, like, coming to an emotional place in your life where you're able to move on and deal with death. I think that's what made Clinton Natasha's scene so. Mm painful for me yeah. i mean those two were they weren't really ever my favorite avengers yeah but the place both of them are at in this movie is clear and then that scene on vormir i think yeah. the planet is it was it wasn't it was almost hard to watch like you yeah. were seeing two characters both each so defeated mm. but having faith in each other yeah and just refusing to let the other one take their place in a way yeah. that 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 kind of made it tough for me because i mean they've been linked i guess since since the first avengers mm-hmm. so yeah they're bffs they're friends so i don't know i i think that was another really good character driven moment where you can yeah. see you know clint actually just break down for a second that was yeah. that was tough and it was just an interesting contrast to the same scene we saw in Infinity War. Yeah. Where, th- like, it, it just, it played itself out differently. And it was because they both loved each other in um, in this, in the Endgame. They both loved each other so much that they were sacrificing mm. each other. And in Infinity War, it was about Thanos loved Gamora, but he knew she has to die for... My, so it was a selfish love yeah. in that, yeah. whereas it was a selfless love in this. <clears throat> and I just love, larger than that, what they did with Hawkeye in this movie. Yeah. Where he kind of becomes Ronin from the comics, and he just, 
from the opening scene, I thought it was genius to have the opening scene be yeah. him watching yeah. his family get dusted. And it was great that they shot in a way where we know what happened to them because we just mm-hmm. see the dust. Yeah. Yeah. But he has no idea. Yeah. And I think that speaks to, for everyone else who's experiencing this across the entire universe, they have no idea what the hell's going yeah, on. Exactly. They're just half the population's there and then suddenly they're not there and they have no idea what happened. Yeah. And I think that kind of confusion is is emphasized in that opening scene. Yeah. That scene caught a lot of people, at least in my theater, off guard. Because I think people didn't realize the movie had started. Hmm. There was one person that was like, oh, it's starting? And then everyone shushed him. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't, I would, but they, people just didn't realize that that's how the movie was starting. Yeah. I don't know if they were, what they were expecting. Yeah. But it's just, and it, it worked with his character. And it oh, was... Yeah. And we see a lot of characters being brought to the brink mm. of testing their limits in multiple different ways. I mean, you could say that about Thor. Yeah. You could say that about Hawkeye. Natasha, in many ways, is pushed mm. to the very edge. Um, all these characters are just kind of at their limit. And then it's all about how do they, once they have that little bit of hope, mm. um, they kind of rebound in a way. And also... I feel like we're kind of like jumping all around, but that's fine. This is a spoiler discussion. Um, the whole beginning part with Tony, like I mean, him being on the ship, I thought was cool. Yeah. But I mean, it, it felt weird that they were setting it up as if he was going to die, and then literally in three minutes he was fine. Mm. But I, but that was whatever. My favorite part of that, and probably other than the very end, the best acting Robert Downey Jr. gives in the movie is when. He's essentially saying to Cap, mm. you were not there. Yeah. We lost. You were not there. If we had done what I've been talking about, the suit of armor around the mm. world, you said that uh, if we lose, we'll lose together, and you were not there. Yeah. And just, like, he's, like, falling apart. He looked so malnourished. Oh, yeah. Like, he looked so skinny. Nice. And I don't know if that was CGI or if, like, Ryder Dan Jr. lost the weight or whatever it was, but kudos to them because yeah. it looked great. It was, it, it was, was tough because you've, you've gone the farthest with his character. And he's mm. been saying this this whole time and people have had various reactions to it. And, you know, with the thing in Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. you can think either, oh, he's right to do that or he's not. He's going too far. Civil War, you can say Tony's right to believe this or he's wrong. I don't mm-hmm. think this should happen. But when it comes to Endgame, he's right. You yeah, can't right. really debate him anymore on that. Um, mm-hmm. Like... All the things in the past, yeah, they happen. Past is past, but here's what happens now, and it's here, and you can't deny it anymore. And that yeah. that breakdown kind of set his character arc for me mm. in, in kind of the concluding stage. Like, he's, yeah. he's here, he's getting out all of his grievances, and he becomes more and more willing to help throughout the remainder of the movie. Yeah. So I thought that was nice. And even larger than that, him... And his daughter, yeah. Morgan, that was some of the best parts of the movie. Oh, yeah. I, I, I loved that they made him a dad, yeah. and his relationship that he has with his daughter was perfect. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, it, it, was, it was great, because it just felt like the next natural stage for his character. Yeah. And just speaking to the larger MCU, mm. one of the best things that they've done with this MCU has been the the evolutions with all their characters, but mm. especially Tony Stark. Yeah. 
where he starts at the very beginning of first Iron Man to where he ends at the very end of this movie and how he grows and evolves with every single movie. Yeah. I, I think that's really something special that they've done. And I just loved his relationship with his daughter. Hmm. And it made sense because when I was watching it for the first time and they're coming to him and said, we, we, we could do time travel, we have the time heist and everything. And he says, nope, don't want to do it, want nothing to do with hmm. it. My first thought was, why is he being, like, why would, he's Iron Man, he should be, like, yeah. jumping at the bit. <laughs> and then I started thinking, I'm like, it just, it makes sense. He's gained a lot yeah. from this. He has his daughter. He's married to the, the uh, Pepper. And another detail I loved was that in Age of Ultron, when they're at Clint's farmhouse, he's like, maybe I got to get one of these. Mm. And he's he has that. He got that with uh, in this movie. Yeah. And kind of kind of going off that homestead kind of feel uh i really like tony and pepper's relationship mm. in this movie i've always liked their kind of butting heads kind of relationship yeah but this felt a lot more i don't know earned to mm. me I, I think they've they've settled down they have a kid they've been you know doing this for the past five years and so one of the lines that really stuck out to me was when he was talking to pepper about like hey i've figured out time travel i can mm. i can do this now and he says initially he's not gonna he doesn't want to and he said i could just i think he said something like delete the file and go to bed yeah and she asked him but it she asked him if he could rest yeah and i i love i love that. <laughs> that that almost gave that gave me chills yeah like, and then and then that's wrapped up at the end of the yes. movie and oh, that was one of the most beautiful parts of that and i think i think that is a great culmination to Tony's character because so many times in the MCU he says, oh, I'm going to hang it up. End of Iron Man 3. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to be Iron Man anymore. I'm still Iron Man, but blew all my suits, done. Yeah. Comes back for Age of Ultron. After that, he says, yeah. okay, I'm done. I'm really done. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. go gonna go with, with Pepper and build yeah. a home and all that stuff. And he just keeps going and going and going and going. And now, this time I actually believed him. I yeah. said... Uh, he said, "I don't, I don't want to do this anymore." And yeah. she said, I, "I think you do. I think yeah. you know. It, it doesn't really matter if you want to. I know yeah. you have to, and you know that you have to." Yeah, it's it was it was beautiful, and it was it was a great reversal because when you think to the beginning of Infinity War, mm -hmm. when they're walking in the park, and then he leaves, and she. And he calls her, and she's like, are you on that ship? Yeah. And he says, yeah. And she's like, get off that ship right now. Come here. And he's like, sorry, you're not going to see me for a while. And then he almost dies. Mm -hmm. And then the next time that she sees him is when the ship lands. And then they're, uh, and then going to that conversation you were talking about, and she says, one of the, one of my biggest failures has been keep, not being able to <laughs> stop you from going out there. Yeah. And it's just, it. I love that whole, but will you rest? Yeah. That was one of the best sides, and then especially when it comes back into play later. Mm. But they did a lot of great character work with Tony, a lot of great setup. Let's talk about the third act. Yeah. Wow. When, all right. First of all, you have a great, great battle with Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man versus Thanos. Yeah. Captain America... Gets the hammer. Does it make any logical sense? No. 
Was it awesome? Fuck yeah, it was. I think it, was awesome. I think it makes sense. Yeah. Well, there's a well, whole scene where they're all trying to lift the hammer in Age but of Ultron. what has Captain America done since then that makes him any more worthy? He's always been worthy, I think. I think well, he was then always... how was he not able to lift the hammer? I think he could. I think he's just too nice of a person to show up Thor in the middle of them just sitting down having fun. I think he knows that... I think he's he's always been a good man. That's his mm-hmm. character. That's what yeah. um, the doctor said in the, in the first Captain yeah. America. That was his thing. And one thing that I've been thinking of is Captain America's growth throughout the MCU isn't as pronounced as mm. say Tony Stark or Thor. Yeah. It's a lot more external. Mm. He's dealing with the world around him rather than him dealing with himself. Yeah, that's I, a good point. I'm of the belief that he was always worthy enough to lift Mjolnir. I think he didn't because he's just a a sweetie and a nice <laughs> a nice man who didn't want to be like, oh, I've made you redundant now, Thor, because yeah. I can also do this. <laughs> I think I think he didn't know he was worthy. He could budget and he was like, oh, okay, thought about it and just didn't and I think at the end of the day, I think it makes sense. I think yeah. he was always worthy. I mean, there's precedent in the comics for it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a little fan service-y? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think it's well-deserved. There's a lot of good fan service in oh, yeah, the whole movie. We've yeah. waited 11 years to see some of this stuff. I think I think we can deal with an hour yeah. of fan service. Yeah. yeah no, I, lo- I love fan. I mean, I think fan service is great as long as it, you know, it fits. And I thought this was great. Like, the, my theater, like, erupted when that happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, so, I love those yeah. type of moments. Going on about fan service, so I don't fan service inherently is not bad. No, I think many times we see fan service used in a bad way. Mm-hmm. In that it like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit. Something happens and it feels contrived mm-hmm. just so that it's there for the fans. But I think this whole movie is a great case of fan service. I mean, yeah, Captain America picking up Mjolnir. That was fan service. Yeah. But it fits and it works oh, yeah. and it was great. One movie that comes to mind when I think of fan service done wrong, if we keep it on the Marvel track, is The Amazing Spider-Man 2. How they have just so many bits of like, and then this villain's going to show up later. Yeah. You know, this villain and then this one. And it doesn't feel right. But here yeah. we've seen these characters interact for so long. We've seen all this stuff. I think every bit of fan service, Captain America lifting the hammer, um, Iron Man with the stones, all yeah. that stuff, it feels earned. It's yeah. right. So I I agree that it is fan service. It's totally fan service, but it's certainly earned. I yeah. think it feels yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, you can use fan service as a crutch for a bad movie. Mm. Yeah. That happens exactly. all the time. And I think that's probably where you know it gets its sort of negative connotation from. Like, ah, oh, it's just... Just fan service, like it's easy emotion, but like okay, but it can be really cool and can yeah. be really awesome. And you know, you, you're you've kept with characters for ten plus years. Here, you deserve it. Congratulations, yeah. you did it. When he was using Mjolnir with the shield in tandem, yeah, that was oh, and he was like yeah. he was hitting the shield with it. Yeah, oh, it was like bouncing that, back and forth. That, so okay. Little sidetrack story. So when I was going to see it on Thursday night, um, I was walk. I was in the mall that uh, at home that I usually go to, to go see movies. Mm-hmm. I was passing by the Five Below that's right across from the theater, and they had um, you know where I'm talking. I know, about I, know right? I know that mall. <laughs> they had uh, they had some Avengers stuff, and yeah. they had hats like they were selling five dollar Avengers hats, and I was like, oh shit! All right, I'm gonna go get one. So I went, got a hat. 
And I had it with me in the theater, and I wasn't wearing it because I like to wear hats backwards, and it wasn't working with the back of the seat. Yeah. And I don't like wearing hats forwards because then it blocks off some of my vision. So I was had it in my uh, lap while I was watching the movie. I cannot tell you how many times throughout the movie I was gripping the hat <laughs> and essentially wringing it out. And pro- that whole Captain America part, I literally was gripping the hat like this the whole time. And I was just like, ah, watching this. Is that the same hat you were wearing during your spoiler free thing? Yes. Okay. Because I saw you wearing the hat. I was like, oh, that's weird. There was, there was, was another wearing? thing. Um, it, was, it was during the fight after... A bunch of stuff had happened. I can't place exactly where because I've only seen it the mm-hmm. one time. But I saw it with my cousin. And as the thing was going on, I it was kind of slowing down. All the heroes were showing up. I think it was then. And I lean into her. I'm like, he's going to say it. He's going <laughs> to say it. And, and say it. Ugh, hey, say the line. The delivery was amazing. I think it's... Yeah. That was another fan service moment that was yes. completely earned. Yes, and I loved how he said it too. I've heard some people say like, "I wish he'd like belted the whole thing." I was yeah. like, "No, it was perfect." Avengers assemble. Yeah, and then everybody runs. Well, the whole setup of that whole battle, <sighs> all like, you just have first of all that shot of Captain America standing there. The entire army is there, and you know, you know, even if nobody else showed up. Captain America would have run into battle, and he would have died. Died in probably in about five minutes. (laughs) But he would have gladly have done it, and he would have done it nonetheless. Um, And that just speaks to his character. He was ready. He was absolutely ready to do that. And then, Captain, on your left, the first portal opens. And the theater I was in just went nuts. Oh, yeah. And then all the portals opened, and then you see the scale of this battle. It felt, like, it felt very Lord of the Rings to me. Like, it had such a strong Lord of the Rings feel. And it was just the scale of it. Unlike anything we've ever seen. Not just in comic book movie terms. I'd say just in cinema in general. Like, like literally the only thing I can think that that, well, I wouldn't say rivals it, but is on the same level would be like a Lord of the Rings. Hmm. But even then, very completely different. Yeah. Um, and that tracking shot, hmm. when the fat battle first broke, it was very Civil War-esque. Yeah. Where it starts going to everybody, but it's even probably double the length of that first uh, oh, yeah. tracking shot in the Civil War airport scene. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Just everybody Just fighting. The, Everyone is here. Yeah, literally. It's, it's the <laughs> yeah. idea that like... The first Avengers movie came out, and we've only seen the core members of the Avengers. So it's like, man, they got everyone together for this one movie. And then you go, and you go, and you go, and you get to Endgame, and they said, well, everyone's going to be there. It's the end. And I was like, all right, that makes sense. But hearing that and seeing it is completely different. Seeing everyone there is is amazing. I have heard... I haven't. I saw the movie twice. I never saw it, but I've heard Howard the Duck is in the fight somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's really that, yeah, yeah. He's like in the background, kind of <laughs> yeah. like behind. I think it's like the wasp or something. He's just hanging out. Yeah. I don't know what he's. He's doing his best. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, See, so I obviously I love that whole part of the movie. My one thing is that I feel like it could have been longer, and my one issue is that. The battle is so huge in scale, and mm. we get all that set up, and then it focuses on a very small part of it mm. for the whole thing, 
And I feel like even if it was just a few shots, I wish we could have gotten more, like, reaffirming the scale of it. Because yeah. you know that, like, this is the battle. Mm-hmm. What we see is, like, that. Mm-hmm. And we know that all this is happening around it, but we don't see it too much. I, yeah. I wish maybe just a couple of shots of, like, all the the sorcerers mm-hmm. fighting the the Black Order, or you had... Uh, you know, he has guardians fighting some of the the cannon fodder or whatever. Yeah. Just a few shots of yeah. those, just to really keep in mind. Hey, just so you know, this is the full battle. It's <laughs> yeah. not just yeah. that. I I wish we could have had a little bit of that, but other other than that, it was incredible. Another uh thing that now we're now I'm backtracking, but um uh going back to kind of like fan service and comic parallelism um hulk holding up the avengers compound mm. because that's that's a thing from the movies hulk holds up like a whole mountain yeah with with all the like i, I forget what comic it's from but i remember reading that yeah yeah like he's doing that and that caught me in the theater i'm like it's not the same but it's yeah it's what he's doing and the captain america standing up to thanos and getting a shield broken um yeah him taking the hammer. All these things have like their roots in different comics, and it mm. feels good to knowing you could have not read a whole in an, yeah. any comic, seen all the movies, and come into this and felt how I felt. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but read having comics. read comics, it's it, it is that fan service that, yeah. that kind of ties it all in together. Like, hey, we know, yeah, we we get it. But. Well, it's different degrees of fan service. It's yeah. fan service from the movies. It's also fan service from the comics. Yeah, and it's like. Marvel, the MCU has always had a great understanding of what do we take from the comics that, what do we take, what do we leave on the floor, like how do we adapt it in a way that people who know all the comics, who have read every single issue of every single Marvel comic and have all these preconceived notions of who these people are and what, how do we make them happy, but Mm. how do we also make happy the people who have never read a single comic in their life did not know who Captain America was before walking into that theater. Yeah. How do we make them both at the same time incredibly happy? They've always known how to do that balance, and I think really in Endgame, we definitely see them doing that. Oh, yeah. And then, I and there's so many parts in the battle I love. Like, I loved up playing the hot potato with the, yeah. with the gauntlet. Uh, yep. That was cool. Um, there, there was a lot of great moments. And then we get to the big moment where Tony Stark dies. Yeah. That was so well done. The second that he's holding up the stones and he goes, and I, I knew he was going to say it. I knew it. Say the line. Say the line. I knew it. But, and it still felt so rich when he says it. And I am Iron Man. Snap. And then, and then when, and he's all like burnt to a crisp almost. And he's on his deathbed. And you have, like, a similar kind of Spider-Man scene from Infinity War. And I loved, it was just a tiny little detail, but he's going off, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark. And then one of the last things, he calls him Tony. Hmm. And I was like, that felt like, that was a maturing moment. Yeah. And then he's crying, and Pepper moves him over, and he's like, she's like, hey, everything's gonna be okay. Now you can rest. Yeah. That line got me. Like, when she says, now you can rest... And then, but I think, yeah, that, that, <laughs> so it's funny. I, both times, I don't cry really during movies mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, there are movies, cry. there are movies that will make me feel really emotional, but yeah. I, it's very rare that I cry during a movie. The first time I saw the movie, I felt like a little bit 
but it wasn't really. Honestly, it was funny. The second time, I really mm. felt it. I didn't cry, but I really <laughs> felt it. Like, but I just think it was, I just, I thought it was funny. The first time I was like watching, I was like, this is a really good scene. The second time is when I, like, it hit me. Like, I was like, I could, like, I felt like the tingling around this yeah, area, like, around here, and I was like, it, it confirmed for you that it was real. That you, were, yeah, you didn't, you didn't yeah. just see the movie wrong the first time. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of memes going around, like, coming out of End Endgame. Yeah. And just the reactions people have just, like, sitting down in their car afterwards. And it's it's true. You just go out of the movie theater and you just stand there. You're like, what do I do now? Like, yeah. Yeah, 11 years of my life has just come to a close. And, yeah, yeah there's going to be more movies. But it's not, mm. it's not the same as it was. Yeah. And I'm really excited for where it goes forward. But this was also a huge chapter closing so yeah. when Iron Man dies when you walk out of the theater you just have this moment of like okay yeah. I don't know what to do well, now yeah. when's the next one what do you <laughs> in mean in two months yeah. three months wow but and then also one of my favorite parts of this whole movie the funeral mm. and that shot the tracking shot where you have every single person there and what I love is it was obvious they were all there yeah. all the actors were there there wasn't they weren't green screening, trying to CGI in people. They were all physically there. Yeah. And I think that added to the specialness of it. Yeah. Because it was a, this, this feels good. Everyone's there. And they got everyone to be there. Now, you've seen it twice. I'm having trouble recollecting. Uh, was Hulk there as, like, Professor Hulk? Or was he Bruce Banner? No, he was Hulk. He was, he was, he Hulk. was in okay. a sling. Oh, oh right, because, right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Right. Okay. But yeah, just having even the kid from Iron Man. 3, yeah, which loved that. I saw that, and my friends like, "Who the hell is that?" <laughs> and we looked it up later, and we were like, "Oh, it's that." I kid. saw it. I'm like, "Aw, yeah, remember it." Yeah, that. Yeah, that that was awesome. It's just everyone. He's kind of, I mean, really, he was the linchpin of this whole universe. He brought yeah, everyone yeah. together. So that was a, a great send off. Um, and where is Natasha's funeral? That's true. They had it some. They they had it off screen. <laughs> they were like, I can imagine the funeral. They're all there. And they're like, we're here to remember the memory of Tony Stark and Natasha Romanoff. And, and we're here. Natalia. Now, now, now they couldn't say she was gone. Blow her cover. So <laughs> she, she's undercover, True. working for Red Skull now. Anyway, now I loved how at the end, at the end of that tracking shot, it was like Nick Fury. Mm. It was like some, you know, he's still he was in this movie. But the, he was there, yeah. and he still had the most like what he still had one of, like the most epic shots in the movie, even though that was like the first <laughs> time he was there. But it was great. Probably the part that brought me the closest to tears is when Happy Hogan is sitting oh, yeah. with Morgan. Yeah, and he's like, "You hungry? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Cheeseburgers?" And just the callback to the first Iron Man. When, for those, just, if you, if you didn't pick up on it, when Iron, when Tony Stark is rescued in the first Iron Man, the first thing he wants, uh, he tells Happy, the first thing he wants, American cheeseburger and a press conference. Yeah. And he gets his cheeseburger. And just, specifically cheeseburger first. Yeah. And, and then just Happy's face and he's like, you know, your dad liked cheeseburgers. Mm. And then he like holds her close and he says... I'm getting. I'm starting to like. I'm getting chills <laughs> talking about it now. And he's like, "I'll, I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want." Yeah. Like that was, 
beautiful. Yeah. Just, just beautiful. And there's a couple just lines like, now you can rest. Hmm. I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want. Like th- those, which I never thought I'd be saying. One of the most <laughs> emotional lines ever spoken in a movie is, I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want. But context. Um, yeah. Wow. Was that was such a great scene. Oh, yeah. He acted the hell out of that. Oh, yeah. John Favreau, barely in the movie, for like a handful of shots. He he gives probably one of the single best performances <laughs> in the movie. He Yeah, he was excellent in this. But, yeah, that, overall. And then, Sam, Sam gets the shield. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. It was going to be Bucky or it was going to be Sam. And there's precedent for both in the comics. Yeah. Initially, I would have preferred Bucky. Mm-hmm. But now that I've seen it, I like that it's Sam. Well, yes. I like that it's Sam. I don't think it could have been Bucky, though. Yeah, I mean... He's a wanted fugitive who's been a terrorist, and plus he still pro- he still has the words in him. If anyone says those words that were... I thought they got rid of it in Wakanda. Yeah, Did well, they? I, I thought think, so. Yeah, I oh, think okay. so. Yeah, I think that was part of what he went underwent. Yeah. yeah. But still... I mean, he still has beef with Tony. Like, I don't think it. I don't think it could have worked for Bucky. But yeah, it it, it it feels right now that I've seen it. It feels right that it's mm-hmm. him. And the dialogue between them when they're talking about it. Um, he gives Sam the shield, and he's like, "Well, how does it feel?" He mm-hmm. says, "It feels like it's someone else's." Yeah. And Steve's just like, "It's not." Yeah. <laughs> and that that just that was one of the ones that got me. And he just kind of looks at it. He's like, "Okay." I can do this. I can be Captain America now. And that was that was great. I'm really looking forward to seeing him as Captain America now. So you think he will actually take on the mantle and be Captain America? Oh god, America? I hope so. If he gets the shield and doesn't do anything with it, that would yeah, be so what, disappointing. He just, he just like hangs it up in his room <laughs> above his bed. Well, like, no, uh, I think it will be... I don't know if he'll be Captain America. I think he'll be Falcon, but will use the shield. I mean, in, the, in the comics, he's still... He went by Captain America, had the shield, and still had the wings. Yes, he but I, th- th- just because it happens in the comic doesn't mean it's going to happen. True, but I, I would vastly prefer if he's now Captain Let America. Let me put it this way. I don't think we're going to get Captain America 4 with Sam Wilson being Captain America, wearing the costume. And also Possibly. keep in mind, he does not have the super soldier serum. He does not. That's he's true. just an average guy with wings. Yeah. So, I don't think he had the serum in the comics either. I can't remember. But um, anyway... Uh, if they do give him his own line of movies, I don't want it to be Captain America four. I want yeah. it to be, but in all, line, so we have the Disney Plus show yep. Falcon and Winter Soldier. As far as I know, that's still Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's not going to be. It's not mm. like it's going to be Captain America and Winter Soldier. But is it going to be like Vision and Scarlet Witch, where it's probably like a, a prequel? I guess to say because Vision didn't yeah. come back. Yeah. So oh, is it right. is it going to be kind of like a prequel, like? What did they do during their time, or is it? Or I think, think it's. it's I think it's going forward. Like I don't think the Bucky and Winter Soldier, or the Winter Soldier and Falcon show. I don't think that's a pre. I mean, maybe we'll find out. We'll be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Last I heard, it's going forward. I think there's also a possibility um, if they do make him Captain America, just change the name. Yeah. I, I know they. I know they kind of do that where they yeah. like hold off on officially naming things until yeah. it comes out, but um. I don't know. I can see it going both ways. Yeah. I would personally prefer if he became Captain America. That would yeah. make it feel more impactful for me, that whole yeah. scene. Um, but I can see it going both ways. Yeah. I don't know what I would necessarily prefer myself. Um, I just don't... 
I guess the way I'm seeing it is I don't think him getting the shield at the end is conclusive proof that he is now the new Captain America. Hmm. I think there are other ways they could take it, like he's Falcon, but he uses the shield. Hmm. I think there's other narrative ways they could take it, so I don't think it's necessarily confirmation. But, I mean, if he he very well, next time we see him, he could be wearing a costume with the shield and everything like that. He very well could, so. Uh, My name is we'll, Steve Rogers. <laughs> we'll wait and see on that one. Yeah. But, what'd you guys think of the closing of uh, Steve Rogers' chapter in this good for him <laughs> yeah deserved it yeah. Man. Uh, i liked it a lot i liked how he... the idea again i i'm called back to age of ultron mm-hmm. when tony asks him like where are you gonna go what are you gonna do yeah and he says well i'm home mm-hmm. he's he's an avenger he's that's all he does and he spends things like the winter soldier that movie just going on about how this is what he does. He doesn't have anything else. Mm-hmm. And so giving himself that one last mission to put everything back and then saying, you know what, I'm I'm going to rest now. I'm, mm-hmm. I've done my bit. I've done now it. he can rest as well. Exactly. It's 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 a really nice conclusion to see it. Yeah. I'll tell you the truth, I didn't think he was going to come back. Yeah. I thought he, I thought he was just going to stake it. I knew he was going to the past. I was like, he's probably just going to do his own thing because they were like, oh, for him, you can take as much time as he needs. Mm-hmm. He definitely mm-hmm. does. I thought he just wasn't going to come back. Yeah. Be like, nah, I'm just gonna hang out here, guys. Like, oh, essentially, that's what he did. Yeah. But... Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think he like physically came back. He's still like in yeah. land, but I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I see what you say. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. It, it, it feels right. I thought it was gonna be like, oh, he's gone. Oh, I hope he's well, happy where he is. Yeah. Now, uh, do you think we're going to see? Because Steve Rogers isn't dead. Hmm. Do you think we see Chris Evans again as Captain America? As like a mentor character, maybe to like the newer generation of people i think it's possible um kind of like a nick fury sort of like mm. hierarchy like guy who knows everything but yeah. lets everyone else do everything i don't think he'll be as involved as nick fury yeah though. i think he'll just i think he'll just kind of sit back i think we'll see a cameo or two maybe mm-hmm. but other than that i don't think anything else i think he's just kind of yeah done. i wouldn't be surprised if chris evans is just done mm. they just have him in a retiring home and yeah. that's it yeah, so final thoughts on the movie. Uh, we've talked about it for the past hour. Um, what are your final thoughts on Avengers Endgame? Dude, it's a movie. Um, <laughs> that's the only thing I can ever say because it's, I'm like, I don't know, man. I like, I loved it. Yeah. I'm, it's a little bittersweet to have it, have this whole thing, you know, wrapped up, closed. I mean, the first really big, you know, cinematic universe. Is like yeah. has come and now it's done. Well, well, I mean this like this chapter, yeah. the first season. Yeah, I mean done. if you're if you're gonna look <laughs> back in you know in your film hist you know film history four or whatever, and you think about like movie history, you're gonna be like this was the first big you know full you know full circle you know. Cinematic, I think they're I think they're calling universe. it like the Infinity Saga or something yeah. like that. Where it's like, it's like you're you look back you can you'll be able to look back at this very distinct start and stopping point. Yeah, it's yeah. movie history, and, and like, I think that's, that's a bit big. I think that's what makes it good because obviously there's like a business side to everything, and like of course they're gonna still make Marvel movies. They're making a bajillion dollars, but <laughs> it's the idea that you know, and they say it a lot in the movie. Like part of the journey is the end, and this yeah. is very conclusively an end. Like there's even no end credit scene. Yeah, yeah well, there's, there's, the, there's the little, but um, it's the idea that you know. You don't. We don't know where it goes from here. 
it's this is it. Yeah. It's it's not the end, but for a lot of these characters, we're done. Yeah, especially with how this is the twenty second Marvel movie. It literally feels like this has been a whole season of TV. They did a season of television with movies. And now it's done, and now we're moving on to the next... Now, technically, as far as I understand, uh, Far From Home is still technically part of, like, Phase 3. I think um, so. Which I think makes sense. Mm. Um, I'm very curious to see where they go with it. Mm. Uh, Especially now that... Because I remember hearing a long, long time ago, like, before Infinity War came out, I remember Kevin Feige saying that Far From Home takes starts minutes after the end of Endgame. Ah. And now I understand, oh, it probably takes place with that scene of Tom Holland and, uh, well, Peter Parker and Ned yeah. meeting yeah. up and talking. It probably starts right then and there, and then it goes through. Yeah. Cool. So I'm very curious to see where the story goes from mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, and so going back to Endgame, my final thoughts. Very satisfying movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I still, I think I prefer Infinity War, just a little bit better. Um, I think I do. I think I prefer Endgame a bit better, but... Yeah, I think, I, I liked a lot of what they did, um, even though there were things in there that I said wouldn't happen, and I said I wouldn't like, that I didn't want them to do, they did them in a way that I was okay with it. I have some nitpicky problems here and there, but for the most part, I really enjoyed this movie. A lot of great character moments, a lot of great action scenes... Um, it's just, it's a really fun movie. And it is a fantastic end to the Infinity Saga and this section of the MCU. So, that has been our spoiler discussion for Avengers Endgame. Once again, I am Nathaniel Molnar. I'd like to thank my panel for being with me. Matt Smith, thanks hey, for being here. Hey, you're welcome. Nick Elliott, thanks for being here. No problem. Yeah, here. Uh, so make sure to like, comment, subscribe for more content, and be sure to follow us on all of our various social medias at MovieParadise99.